The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Thimrid, or keeping pace with last year, a Tomrid. Remember, last year it was a, thim, a Timrid, excuse me. It's going to be hard. Um, maybe it'll never happen. We won't have to worry about it. But like a, a Vinrid, I guess, sounds okay. Or a, a, like a Matrid, that sounds terrible. So, fortunately, the first two years of, of thinking of this and doing of it, it's a Tim and now a Tomrid. And hence, why Autumn Wind, and even the intro, the entire intro, followed by another 30 seconds or so of actual just audio or music, um, and me being too lazy to go edit out the corrupted file portion of it, because that is what happens when a file corrupts, in case you guys didn't know what it sounds like. In case you guys hadn't figured out why it's a Tom Red, Tom Mendoza, first two-time champ of this league, um, and... <laughs> What was not the best uh, final ever, but um, for Jared at least in the sense that, you know what, it was such a a bad game so quickly, uh, I don't think Jared ever had a moment where he sat there and was, I mean, I I know you were still doing everything in your power to try and and figure it out and and find the right starting lineup. I don't think it was even possible. Um, That's the one thing I actually didn't do, so we'll do it live. Fuck it. Bill O'Reilly. For those that don't know, um, let's go here real quick. Congrats to our fourth year on um, sleepers. This is our starting our fourth year. Uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty bad. You know, like we talked about the the Dak and 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 CD pretty much. You know, did enough. Uh, for Tom, I mean, even if you, yeah, there's nothing on here, Jared. So again, it's one of those things I, I think I talked about it a couple weeks or maybe last week, even just about putting the golf reference out there. Like you have an 80 foot or not that this was necessarily an 80 foot putt to go out and win this game. I mean, the projection was within 15. Um, but to have an 80 foot or miss by an inch, that sucks. Like that piss you off. Have an 80 foot or miss by six feet. Yeah. It was never going in pretty again. You woke up Sunday with still a chance, obviously, if your two quarterbacks had gone off and your skills had gone off. It didn't happen. And Dak and CD basically did it on Saturday night, and that was that. So 
congrats to Mendo. Um, not really much to break down. A uh, pretty big blowout. Uh, I mean, yeah, you won by more than 100. Uh, so congratulations, Tom. First two-time champion. Uh, Tim is actually on his way up the five right now to drop off the trophy. No one believes that. But everyone might believe that Gomer's driving down the five right now to pick the trophy up to drive it back here. Next time, Gomer, I appreciate um, that you did that. I think it's a, it made for a fun story for all of us. Uh, next time, mail it. I'll pay the postage. Cheaper than the gas and the fucking uh, hotel room that you got. I wish you... I wonder if we could scroll back in the thread and find... There was a password for your hotel room was something related to fantasy football. I don't quite remember exactly what it was. But regardless, still a uh, um, fun story to have. But next time, ship it. Tim, go ahead and ship it. Um, ship it to Matt. Matt's in charge of putting on the uh, championship uh, placard thing on the trophy itself, um, which we should all thank. We all give Matt a lot of shit, but Matt put a lot of work into that trophy. He's the one that does everything for it, so we should all give Matt a little bit of little bit of credit for that because uh, without him, we wouldn't have it. So thanks, Matt. See, I didn't shit on you this time for getting me in that stupid fucking best ball league, you asshole. Oh, wait, I'm back. All right, so we'll get that uh, we'll get that to you, Mendo, so you can uh, take another picture of it and post it everywhere and all that sort of thing. So first two-time champion, uh, what was supposed to be a uh, a good matchup turned out not to be. So congrats, Mendo. Um, we're gonna move on. Mendo has already paid his league dues, by the way. So thank you, Mendo, for 2024. First person to do so, um, and it's in the pinned chat as you'll see. 128 dollars. Taking bets on who's going to be last. There was an upset last year, and it was not Joe. Draft order is set. Uh, we'll do that now. First uh, pick belongs to Gomer. Second pick belongs to Robbie. Third pick belongs to Cole. Fourth pick belongs to Zip. Fifth pick is mine. Sixth pick is Joe. Seventh is Jeremy. Eight is Tim. Nine is Jared. And, of course, ten is Mendo. Um, obviously those picks have been moved around and I don't know if anyone, eh, a couple people might still have their own picks. Um, what do I want to do here? Um, just a lot of back end bullshit this week. Cause like I said, wasn't much to talk about in that game. Once Dak and CD went off, it was pretty much over. 92 yard touchdown, 93 yard touchdown to Dak to see. I mean, that's. What is that play? That's like a... I came... Uh, it's 9... 9.2... Uh, I can't even do the math. It's got to be like a 30 or 40 point play. Um, yeah, has to be 30 or 40. Maybe 4... I don't know. So do, Gomer, do the math. Figure it out. Text text to the group. That'll be this, the second stat of the week. Um, stat of the week, 13-0. Uh, to close out the year, your host. Usually I'm pretty much a mush when it comes to picking, especially towards the end of the year. I think every every championship game I've picked wrong. Uh, not this year. Finish the year 13-0. So what's that? That's uh, championship semifinals two and three. So like the last four and a half, four weeks or so. Pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Um, high scores. Jared had... 
six, which is a total of $120 plus another 300 for second is 420 coming your way. Jared, I'll text you um, to see how and where you want it. Um, and we'll go from there. I don't, I don't think you have Venmo. Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, Tim, four uh, high scores, total $80. I'll get a Venmo from you separately. Mendo had the one. Um, he's been paid, like I said. Jeremy had one. I had one. And then Zip had one. So uh, Zip and Jeremy, I'll get you two paid. Whether or not you guys want Venmo or cash, we can figure it all out. So congrats to you guys. Uh, like I said, Jared six, Tim four, Tom, Jeremy, myself, and Zip all had one. It's not going to be the longest podcast. Sorry, boys. I would love for it to be a little bit longer, but they're just it was a blowout. Um, however... I'll ramble on for a little bit here. Um, as to the, some of the voting stuff. So here's, again, remember, I, I'm willing to listen to all your guys' cases. I'm going to make my decision at the end of the day what I like best and what I think is best. This fucking laptop and these fucking batteries. I need to buy a new one one of these days. That's fine. Um, here's the deal. The flex is a no. Um, I was leaning no the whole time, but I wanted to hear what everyone thought. If it had been a unanimous from all of you guys wanting to add a third flex, I probably would have really considered it um, and still probably said no, to be honest. Um, I don't think it's fair. If we're going to add a third flex, here's what I would say about adding a third flex. It would have to be, we're going into 2024. So it would have to be, I guess, like the 2026 season. I don't think we have any draft picks out yet for that um, until after this coming draft. No, do we have 2026 already? 24. Maybe we do have 2026. I don't even know. I guess maybe 2026, 2027, somewhere in that range. Wherever the draft picks aren't yet. I guess we do have 2026. So it would have to be the 2027 season. That would really have to be something that I really would consider doing. And even then, I just don't think it's fair. Because, like, you look at some of these teams, um, like, uh, who, 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 who? Just pick a team, Peter. Look at your f- future. Okay. Let's go Joe, for instance, right? Joe is king of trading all of his picks the second he gets them. Joe doesn't have a ton of depth on his bench when it comes to skill players, at least not high-end ones. So it'd be pretty fucking unfair to be like, all right, we're going to third flex next year. Hey, Joe, uh, you're going to have to start uh, Traylon Burks, whose brain is mush, even though I know he's played, or John Mechie, who's still fighting cancer, or Cole Komet, like all those different things. Like that just wouldn't be really that fair, I think, to someone like Joe or Robbie even, who, again, is embracing the tank call it whatever you want but again you don't again i i just don't think that'd be fair so that was always my thought process so if it was something and i should have maybe specified that i guess in the group but if it's something that is ever going to happen it's going to be years down the road so guys have enough time to plan they can you know someone like joe who like i said loves to trade his pick the sec i guarantee the draft happens april 28th i think is when the draft starts probably be over by the 30th by may 2nd joe's 2027 first and second round picks will be gone He's going to trade him for somebody. So it would have to be, the decision would have to be made before those draft picks come into play because someone like Joe, who loves to trade him, would have the ability to sit back and be like, well, maybe I should sit on this fucker and see what happens. Um, so I was always leaning no that way. Um, removing the team defense and replacing it with an uh, IDP flex, again, going to say no to that. I am a little more open to that. Um, not not because of Gomer, but I do see what Gomer has said in the past about 
the defense is fucking things up. Like, you look at Mendo's, even in the championship, I think he had the Dolphins go for minus three and a half. It didn't fucking matter. He won by 100-plus, but that would be pretty frustrating to lose because the Dolphins give up three and a half. On the flip side of it, though, because it's the same thing I say about tight ends and, you know, everyone says, you know, it, it can go either way, right? You can You can flip the argument. Tight ends don't fucking matter. Like, you can lose because the one week, say... I don't know. Pick some fucking slapdick. Uh, I don't fucking know. T- Tucker Craft, Tucker Craft, rookie from the 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 Packers. Some fucking slap picks him up right after um, dipshit gets hurt. Mind you, I'm the slap that picked him up because I didn't. I needed a a, a flyer tight end. M- Luke Musgrave goes down. Tucker Craft comes in the last three and a half weeks and goes off for you know off. 11, 15, 10, and 10. Imagine losing to some guy who's starting Tucker Craft when you have Travis Kelsey, but he's so busy fucking Taylor Swift's ass, he can't do anything anymore, and you lose because Tucker Craft catches some fucking bullshit six for 48 against the Vikings, and you lose by one. So, again, it's the same concept to me. So, in theory, it's someone made a sharp play, picked up Tucker Craft going into the playoffs, knowing that Luke Musgrave was probably going to be out. Tight ends don't score a bunch of points, but if you're getting 10 or 11 from a tight end every week in fantasy football, despite what most of you guys or some of you guys think, that's an advantage. So being sharp in that sense is an advantage, right? Again, I think most people would agree. You look at the Eagles roster on defense, like that defense would be pretty good. They've been pretty bad the last six, eight weeks, whatever it's been now. Like The second half of the year, they haven't been very good. So you go pick up a defense like, say, the Colts. I'll use myself as an example. You last six, eight weeks, the Colts have been pretty damn good because their schedule isn't very good. So it's a sharp – again, you're you're making a decision to roster two – I'm rostering two defenses going into the playoffs. I don't really want to do that, but that's the, the decision I decided to make because maybe it benefits me because if I had – again, they, went, they got their shit pushed in by Atlanta for whatever reason, but the last – I mean, they go 18 to minus two and a half and four. Those are that's a risk I was willing to take because the Eagle schedule wasn't very good. So there's strategy involved, and that's what people who like tight ends say. Well, there's strategy in having a good tight end. Well, there's also a strategy in having a good defense. Yes, it is frustrating seeing a defense go for minus two and a half or minus three and a half, whatever it is. Play fucking better. I mean, Atlanta is bad. the The Colts should not have given up 29 points to Atlanta. Like, that's probably the most points Atlanta scored all fucking year. So that all plays into it. There's strategy involved. And sometimes the strategy bites you, and that fucking sucks. But it is what it is. So I can see the argument, but then if you're going to get rid of defenses, you should get rid of kickers and tight ends. And I don't think that that's smart. I mean, I would love to get rid of tight ends, but I'm not going to do it. Because, again, there's an advantage in having Mark Andrews, having Travis Kelsey when he's not banging Taylor Swift, having George Kittle. Having, who else? Who else is good? I don't know. Is that it? Am I missing somebody? Laporta. Having Sam Laporta. Like that's a huge advantage for Joe, right? That's there's there's an advantage for Joe. That's why you should keep your picks more often. Oh, maybe you traded for him. Did you trade for him? I think you drafted him, Joe. Oh Jesus! Tim picked him up off waivers. Trade him for Kincaid. That makes sense. And then Joe traded a. Okay, second round pick. I guess that's fine. And you got a fourth pick. Either way, huge advantage for Joe having Laporta. I mean, Tim, I know you 
like Dalton Kincaid, and I do too, to be honest, better than Laporta coming out of school. But regardless, that's an advantage for Joe. Uh, having Kyle Pitts isn't because he has no one to throw him the football. Although Arthur Smith's done. Later, dude. That's not official, but he's done. Dead. He's dead. That's good news for you and me, Cole. We got a chance now. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback, but fucking A. Trade. Here's what the Dolphins should do. Trade Bijan for 101. Bang. Caleb Williams to the Falcons. Book it. Not going to happen, but that would be cool. That would be really cool, actually. Um, Falcons and Lions. If they had amazing quarterbacks right now, imagine how good those two teams would be. Not that Goff's been that bad, but he's also not that good. He's kind of he's kind of like a younger Russell Wilson. Like he's not the problem necessarily, but he sure isn't the fucking solution. But he's better than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, asshole. Later. All right. So yeah, team defense and IDP flex. Uh, switching that out for flex. IDP flex. That is no. Um, I did change one thing. Uh, I changed the trade deadline and moved it back a week. As I said, I was going to do during the deadline this year when I realized after the fact that that next week wasn't the end of the year. Um, pushed it back to I think only one week of the year will be non-trading in the regular season that final week so it should be through week 13 or as the games kick off for week 13 or whatever the hell it is I don't remember doesn't matter um, I think I have it in the pinned for this exact reason and if I don't I don't whatever and whatever oh I think it's I think I, I leave it to sleepers I think you have to have the trade in at before the Monday night kickoff of that week I believe is what it is. Um, so I changed that. I know uh, Gomer's 38 Dynasty Leagues that he's in, um, the majority of them have trades like all the way through playoffs. Not doing that. Also know that some of these other leagues uh, allow pickups through playoffs. I'm not going to do that either. Um, again, there is some strategy. There should be strategy involved. And it does suck if um, – you know, it, what's the difference of Justin Herbert getting hurt in week 10 versus Justin Herbert getting hurt in week 14? Other than what Gomer's going to say, well, you got to pick someone up. I did. Picked up Easton Stick. Great. Really good. Easton Stick was going to lead me to the championship, right? Plan for it. I Again, similar to having multiple team defenses and multiple tight ends on your roster going into the playoffs. There is some strategy involved, in my opinion, and that is part of the strategy. Where you look at these other leagues, it's like, oh, fucking, uh, I don't know, got hurt. I picked up his replacement, or I picked up someone else on the waivers that went off, and now he's going to go off again. Like, that's not right. That doesn't make sense to me. So there should be some strategy involved. Again, obviously, fantasy football is a ton of luck. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a liar. Um, But at the end of the day, Mendo was the one seed this year. Yeah, he didn't have the most points, but he ended up winning the championship. Sure, he had a little bit of luck. He had a 93-yard touchdown from his quarterback to his wide receiver. He also traded for CD at the deadline, and he already had Dak looking for a stack. He was looking for the stack. The stack can bite you too, mind you, but it didn't in this case. There was luck that the stack worked. There would also be luck if the stack didn't work. So, I understand the luck aspect, but there still should be some strategy involved, and that's not going to change. So, deadline has been moved. Um, All right, the two things I'm still sort of kicking around and haven't really decided on yet are what I brought to the group yesterday. And again, if you guys have anything else, send it. I'll I'll consider it. Like I said, most most things probably aren't going to happen because I don't know what else we could really do. Um, 
there's a reason other leagues copy what we're doing. And again, I know that they're all our friends. I'm not saying I'm some fucking innovator and some douchebags in New York are doing the same thing because I play with some of these fucking douchebags. Thanks, Gomer. But in reality, like, I know of other leagues that are going to change their quarterback scoring to this one. And I think all of their scoring to this one. Not Matt's, though. Change your scoring. Super fun trade league. Anyways. The two I'm kicking around. Uh, field goals going from minus three to minus two. Here's the deal. When I created the league, my original thought was a field goal is worth three points. If you miss a field goal, you should lose three. You lose points when you miss a kick. This league is so heavy in scoring that losing three points shouldn't matter. But it also should be, you know, you get like eight points if you kick like a 50-yarder or something like that. I don't really remember exactly. I'm sure I could find it as I do this. But you you get a... a, a bunch of fucking points when you when you kick a here we go hold on yeah you get five points excuse me when you make a a, a 50 plus you get a point and a half for an extra point extra points are only worth one and you only lose one when you make an extra point I can understand though the art and that's where the argument comes in you get one and a half for a made extra point you only lose one for a missed extra point so Taking it down from three to two is something I'm still sort of kicking around. Um, there was pretty much, I think most of you guys were kind of, in, again, who has responded. I don't, I'd have to go back and look at everything, but I think most of you guys were kind of in agreement. Um, uh, yeah, I'll have to go back and look. I'm still kicking around. I, I mean, I, I just don't think it makes the biggest difference. Um, so that's sort of where I'm at with that. Um, if you guys have anything that's like, you have to do it because of this, say it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to hear it, but I, I just don't know if I'm going to do it still. And then the other one is most court, most leagues don't have quarterback max or any max really for anything. Again, here's the thought process behind it. When I started the league, you guys are all shady fucks and someone's going to stash 13 quarterbacks again not possible really because it just wouldn't work and i understand it now like looking at other leagues it would be really hard to stash like six quarterbacks because say you have again just list the top five right or six say you have burrow allen mahomes herbert uh hurts uh who else i guess is in there i don't even know what the top six scoring are this year um I mean, who else? Uh, did I say Josh Allen? I think I did. Uh, Dak, Lamar, C.J. Stroud. Like, if you had all eight of those guys, at the end of the day, you only can play two. I'm never going to move that to three because then that's just too many. Um, stupid leagues that do that in one. Uh, or no, maybe we only do two. Who cares? Um, I I don't think an unlimited number of quarterbacks – I still – Again, I don't think anyone's going to hoard eight, but at the end of the day, like I said, you guys are all shady bastards. So, all of you, including me, we're all the same. And we all fuck, don't fuck your friends, we all try and do it sometimes. So, one of you, I don't know which one it would be, but one of you would be the first to do it. Where if I unlimited it, you have like ten, and then you can't change it, because then you're, you're stuck. You've got ten, and you're like, ah, you can't take my players away. Well, don't fucking be a douchebag. So, can't go to ten. I am open, again, haven't made a decision yet, I'm open to six. But again, similar to the five, there's a lot of strategy involved, and you're only starting two. So, I don't know. 
So again, similar to the kick uh, missed field goals, uh, I'm open to hearing what you guys really think as to why we should move it up one or leave it at five. Um, I think it's a pretty damn again. Gomer has his bitch fits about it every once in a while. But in reality, this is the, I'd imagine, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I truly believe this, I don't think any of you guys enjoy any of your other leagues nearly as much as this one. Um, I don't think any of you text as much in your group text. I have other group texts too, and we have the THS League, right? Like, we still text in that, not even close to the same amount as this. I don't think there's a group text for Gomer's super fun trade league. I have another Dynasty League with uh, Mendo's in with Trinkler. That one pops off like once a year when the guy who wins gets paid. So, you know, I look at that and it's like, okay, I, I just don't think anyone cares as much. I don't think there's any action in other leagues. Okay, Gomer's maybe in one of his 36 best ball dynasty leagues, whatever he's in. I'm sure there's more trading in some of those. But again, I mean, that league changes the fucking rules in the middle of the game. So I think when this league was created and we have now had, we have 10 Guys who really do care, you guys all have your, like, temper tantrums once in a while, and you leave the group text for a little bit, and you motherfuck each other. Oh, I'm quitting. League's not the same. None of you guys are going to quit. unless you. And if you do, that's fine. We'll find someone else because I think there's a lot of people out there who would like to be in a league like this. The thing that makes it fun is that we all sort of know each other pretty well, other than, like, Tim. But Tim's one of the first ones in the league, and he's active in the text. And he's will he takes shit from people, so that works. I just... I don't want to really fuck it up. It's working pretty well. Little changes like kicks going from minus three to minus two, I can consider. You know, quarterback max going up one. Again, I can consider that as well. Um, but like I said, I don't I don't really want to fuck it up because I think it's pretty damn good. So if you guys are adamant one way or the other about either of those two, those are still the two that I'm kicking around, and I probably will until uh, at least until probably pretty close to the regular season next year unless someone makes a, an incredibly compelling argument one way or the other. So that's where we're at. Um, uh, the Caleb race uh, is done. The Bears have the first pick. Here's what I'll tell you guys. It's very simple. I actually heard yesterday that Penix is moving past Drake May on some boards, which is crazy to me. But, hey, that's fine. That's certain team. Every, everybody has different eyes. Um, and if Penix were a righty, I think it would make a big difference. But all the years past of teams have always talked about receivers especially the guys that have to catch the ball the spin of the ball comes off a little bit different with those lefties for whatever reason which makes again there's still been some good lefties Steve Young imagine Steve Young in today's NFL he'd be really fucking good Mark Burnell was pretty damn good for a long time so I mean there are good lefties out there Cade McNown Jeremy you know a lot of good lefties um but not a lot a few um but I can't imagine the fucking Broncos probably be the stupid assholes that trade up to like two, take Penix, and then he tears his third ACL and his third knee. Is Michael Penix good because he's good, or is Michael Penix good because he's 24 playing against college athletes? That's the biggest question about Michael Penix and his health. Um, anyhow, here's the secret I'm going to let you guys in on. And you guys can argue with me all you want, and that's fine, but Caleb Williams would be the first overall pick in the draft. The question becomes, who is going to have the first overall pick? We know it's the Bears. I don't think Ryan Poles is going to do this again because I do think Ryan Poles sits back a little bit, and I don't know what he had his draft board at last year, but clearly he didn't think that highly of 
B.Y. or C.J. Stroud. Um, but I think he looks back a little bit and looks at C.J. and he's like, fuck, that guy's kind of good. Because he is. Um, because that Texans team doesn't have a ton of weapons. I mean, I think the best weapon is probably Nico. You know, Devin Singleberry, Singletary took over the starting job from Damon Pierce. So it's it's not like that, that, that team is lighting the world on fire with talent, but C.J. still putting up pretty big numbers. So I think Poles might sit back and look and be like, fuck, he was kind of good. However, in his defense, the last six or eight weeks, whatever it's been since Fields came back, he's looked better. But here's the deal. During that time that he was hurt, I saw plenty of Bears fans, because I follow a lot of Bears fans and writers and obviously have all the family in Chicago, who were like, oh, Tyson Bajan. Fields couldn't make that throw. Tyson Bajan. He can run the offense like they ask him to. Tyson Bajan, Tyson Bajan, Fields can't do it, blah, blah, blah. Here they are now. Oh, Justin Fields, he's so fucking good, blah, blah, blah again. More blah, blahs, lots of blah, blahs. Justin Fields is a decent fantasy third quarterback. That's about where I think he belongs. Justin Fields, as a passer, is not very fucking good for the NFL. Think about this. Against Arizona in a, you know, a kind of weathery game, 15-27 15 to 27 for 170, a touchdown and a pick. Against Cleveland, really good defense. 19 for 40 for 166, a touchdown and two picks. Has he thrown for 300 yards this year? Yes, against the Broncos. <laughs> oh, God, Vance Joseph, what an asshole. I, I just... First game back after injury against Detroit, 16 for 23, 169. Again, here's where I say he's good fantasy third quarterback. 18 for 104 that game rushing. Pretty fucking good. Like, yeah, bud, thanks. So, I'd be shocked. I understand the argument for the Bears. Trade the pick. You can get a bigger, you got a big haul for Bryce Young. You can get a bigger one this year for Caleb. Um, There's no doubt that Caleb is a, Higher, highly, more highly regarded prospect than Bryce. Um, if Bryce were six two as well, with you know two twenty, I think that would made a big difference in his draft stock. But unfortunately, he's not. Um, someone's gonna if, if the Bears want to trade that pick, someone's gonna trade three first rounds and probably an established player on top of it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I wouldn't be shocked any any of these teams, to be honest. Um, you know, you, you run down the list. I wouldn't be shocked if Washington wants to move up a spot because they really want him, want to bring him back to D.C. Whoever comes into New England, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a move. Again, all these teams need more things. The only team I can see in the top four right now, Arizona, is not, I, I think they're sticking with Kyler, which is a win for Jeremy. That helps. It's always nice having, you know, knowing where your quarterback's going to end up. The Giants. I mean, Brian Dayball with, with Caleb would be awesome. The Chargers, I don't see it. Um, I know Bears fans are like, oh, I'll trade Herbert uh, for 101. Why? What? That makes no sense. You already again. I think I like Caleb as much as anybody. Ever since everyone thinks it's because he went to USC. I think I've told you guys this, but I'll let you in on the secret now. It was the play against Kansas when he was at Oklahoma. It was fourth and one. It was a run up the middle. The running back got stuffed. He was getting pushed backwards. Caleb took the ball from him and ran like six yards for a first down on a big play when Kansas had the lead and they were trying to pull the upset. KU was tweeting out that game like, hey, the gates are open, guys. Come and watch. Like, we need as much support as we can get right now. They ended up coming back. OU, that was, came back and won that game. At that moment, I was like, I want that kid. And then it turned out three months later, you know, 
SC hires Lincoln, Caleb follows him. Pretty cool, right? Awesome, great. Everyone thinks I want him because he went to USC. I want him because of that play. That play alone is like, that kid's got a different level of IQ than most 18-year-olds in college, or 19, whatever he was at the time, in college. With all that being said, Justin Herbert's pretty fucking good. He's been doing this with dipshit and dipshit. Kellen Moore still with his stupid face. God, he sucks. Harbaugh's probably going there since it sounds like Eberflus is going back to Chicago, which is, again, that sucks for the Bears. God, the Bears are in such a weird predicament. You could have Harbaugh. I know you don't want him, Jeremy, for whatever reason, but instead you keep doofus Eberflus. But Harbaugh to, to the Chargers sure makes a lot of sense. Um, a young quarterback that Harbaugh can mold, I, 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 that'd be pretty tantalizing. So, again, don't see them trading. Uh, Tennessee, I think they're going to ride Levis. The Jets, obviously, no. And then you get down to nine again, Atlanta. Atlanta, I can see the Raiders making a move. I can see the Vikings trying to make a move. New Orleans, Denver, not Seattle probably, not Cincinnati. So there's, in the top 14 right now, half I can see trying to make a move up for him. So if the Bears wanted to trade him, bad bad decision in my opinion because they also have the 10th pick. Everyone's like, the Bears should trade him to uh, Washington and uh, uh, let them draft Caleb, and then they could take Marvin Harrison and get like six picks too. Uh, Marvin Harrison's good. I agree. Why wouldn't you take Caleb? And then at 10, take Roma Dunze. He'd probably be there at 10 still, I would think. Why not? Seems like a pretty double-dip the chip there. But regardless, I I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is that Caleb Williams will be the first overall pick in the draft. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I won't be. Uh, Yeah, whoops, LOL, dipshit. Dipshit Gomer at. And also, that's another thing he got from all these stupid dynasty leagues he joined. These douchebags tag you in like all of their posts, like, hey, all, uh, the league is done. Uh, we're going to do next year. And, uh, there's a, 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 a vault. You have to put your money in the vault. Uh, Cheeky Hobson has paid. <sighs> Fucking dweebs. They're fucking rude, too, the way they talk. They talk down to you. Fucking pricks. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of Matt Barry wannabes. And that was named Matthew Barry. That was the name, I think. I think that's his name. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. We got another Gomer message. Let's see what it says this time. What a fucking prick. Uh, oh. Looking to trade 208 and 25 second for older high-end wide receiver if anyone interested. What is an older high-end? Let's 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 play the game of Gomer. What does Gomer consider a high-end? I, all right, who has? Uh, just trying to dig and see who he's looking at. Who are you looking at, Gomer? Let's play. Let's play. Get inside Gomer's brain. Mike Evans. He's looking at Mike Evans, Joe. There you go. Oh, I got to write him back and tell you, asshole. Fucker. All right. Caleb will be the first overall pick. I just don't know where yet. All right, future rankings uh, have not changed since the last time I did them, but I'm going to keep throwing it out there just for the time being. This will probably be the last pod for a few bit. Few bit. Um, if any big trades happen, we'll probably jump in again and, and do one, but probably take a little break. Um, obviously, not a lot to talk about here for the next month or so, month and a half is. Uh, 
But again, if you guys start making some big big blockbusters, I'm, I'm happy to come in and, uh, and talk about them. But future rankings for the time being uh, will remain the same from the last time. Mendo is first, Tim is second, Jeremy's third, myself fourth, Jared fifth, Zip six, Gomer seven, Joe eight, Cole nine, and Robbie ten. Again, these will all change a little bit as time goes on. Um, you know, I look at and the reason I had Jared fifth, right? Jared's team is disgustingly stacked still, but at the same point in time, as we saw here in the championship, he has a couple fucking injuries, um, and all of a sudden he goes sub 200. I mean, he had the he had six high scores this year. That's the most, and then he drops 192 or 193, whatever it was in the championship. So built a juggernaut when he was given a pile of shit. Um, and I'm not saying he needs to tank, but he just makes a couple moves and can, you know, maybe sacrifice some top-end talent for some mid-level talent, but multiple mid-level talents to avoid some of the issues that he had going into the final week. And again, it would have been hard to keep up with what Mendo did anyway, but regardless, it's that's part of the reason. And you look at a team like Cole, I think Cole can jump back up pretty quick next year, possibly, depending on what he does, or stay down there but end up adding, again, similar to what Jared but in a different sense, maybe draft picks. Uh, Robbie obviously is a uh, a two year window here, but again, if you stay the course, you're going to get there. Joe, you always seem to amaze somehow. Um, but man, that that team is getting long in the tooth, and you are in a tight spot at that second quarterback spot, which is crazy from where you were six weeks ago when Hal was looking really good. He has not looked great. I know that you know another. I mean. There's a real good chance that they are going to have the second pick. Um, and there's a real good chance that they end up with a guy like Caleb, like Drake May, like Michael Penix. I mean, that seems to be more and more likely every day, which would not be good for your house stocks and shares. So I don't I don't know what you do there. I don't know who you trade. Um, yeah, getting a little bleak. But again, you never cease to amaze. Um, you somehow pull shit out of your ass. Um, I mean, you only have three fourth round picks. I called you an asshole, Gomer, because you put the all, you asshole. Um, yeah, Joe. Oof. Good luck. But you'll, you'll pull it off somehow. You always seem to. Gomer, again, you have a bunch of picks. Um, got a lot of young talent. Um, I mean, sitting here looking at you right now, right? I, I really do like some of your younger players. I think, again, part of the thing that we all do a little bit is we overreact a little too quickly to both to multiple things. We overreact too quickly to the draft picks that we have, and oh, I'm going to get Caleb Williams, and I'm going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., and I'm going to get um, I don't know Jordan Addison, and like we get way too excited about those guys, and then they fall off the face of the earth. And then the vice versa, where it's like we get Justin Jefferson, but he's not producing quick enough, so we trade him because he's not looking very good. Or when I had Josh Allen and I traded him to Tim for like a second-round pick. In fact, I think I can go look at that because I think I did that on this app. Nope, he was already – it was before. It was when we were on ESPN. But I traded Tim, Josh Allen for pennies and because he just wasn't doing anything. I was like, all right, he's never going to figure out how to throw. He's just going to run the ball all the time, Justin Fields. And then all of a sudden he figured out how to throw and still run and be really good. So we do. We all do that. We all overreact a little too quickly. But like looking at Gomer's team right now, like I, I think he was able to sit on all these guys this year because it was clearly not going to be a very good team. But like Tajay Spears is eventually going to take over in Tennessee. You would think eventually Derrick Henry's going to stop being Derrick Henry, but we're still waiting on that. Um, 
you know, Kirk Cousins probably ends up back in Minnesota again after what they've gone through the last second half of the year. Roshan Johnson's looked pretty good lately. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, as much as I like him, not seeing it yet. Zach Evans not in a great spot. Chris Brown, though, looks to be kind of in a good spot. I think Kendry Miller is similar in a situation to Tajay Spears. So Gomer has a lot of young guys. Addison, obviously, has looked really good all year, even when uh, J.J. was in and when J.J. was out. Killed Cole on the Deshaun Watson for Russell Wilson trade. And he's got three, uh, four four picks. All I mean, he's, he owns the middle of the draft. Five, six, seven, and eight. Um, again, Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams going to be there at that point in time? Probably not. But, again, we've seen a lot of high-end talent. I'm pretty sure... Let me go double-check this real quick just to check my math. Again, and that was partially because of the draft that it was. But I drafted Jamar Chase with a six pick. Again, that was a sort of a different draft. There was a lot of quarterbacks um, and different things like that. But it's not to say that sometimes guys can't fall. Or And this is a pretty, as of this moment, not everyone's declared yet, but Probably going to be a pretty deep draft, so you can probably get some high-end talent. So I think Gomer will make his way up the list a little. Zip's obviously got a ton of picks. I, I, Zip keeps being the team that I talk about every year when the season starts. Like, look out for this team. And he's always just a, a few things away here and there every time. Like, Fields was terrible in the middle of the year. Purdy has been pretty steady all year. Then he loses uh, um, that dipshit from um, the Giants that I can't think of his name, Daniel Jones. And then Nick Chubb has his leg get cut off. And so you just look at Zip's team, it's like, fuck, it's just so close every time. But I think next year's probably the year he's going to make a big jump. I imagine he'll probably get another uh, quarterback or two in the draft, at least one, I would think. Again, I'm not sure exactly what he's thinking, but, I mean, Zip's sitting there in a pretty good spot. He's got two, he's got three, he's got four, and then he's got nine and ten. I don't know if he makes all those picks, but, I mean, maybe he does because he can start weeding out some of the guys that are never going to play, like, you know, uh, Rashid Shahid. I can't imagine Zip's ever going to start him other than, you know, Shahid's a guy who just goes off every once in a blue moon. I think Zip's the team next year that's really going to make the big jump finally. Like, Keaton Mitchell looked pretty good in Baltimore when he was healthy. Again, his knees fucking exploded now. I mean, you know, I don't think you're going to keep Josh Kelly, Patrick Taylor. Like, those are guys easy cuts. So you have plenty of fat that you can trim. Um, and the team starts looking pretty good again next year. And or And or you make a couple trades. Kind of like what we talked about with Cole last year, you know, don't have to trade all the picks, but don't have to make all the picks either. I mean, if you can get some high-end talent rather than not, not that we all, I I think we all agree. Marvin Harrison's probably going to be pretty good, but there's, you know, always a chance that they're not. So it's, it's the, it's the tip. It's the, the chargers and Caleb Williams argument. Why would the chargers trade Herbert when they know that, especially when a coach like Harbaugh is going to come in there, maybe again, maybe not Harbaugh per se, but any coach, can see that this guy ain't broke. He just had shit coaching. And I can make him a whole hell of a lot better. Where with Caleb, it's like, mm, that guy's... When If they were in the same draft, Caleb goes before Herbert. I, I don't disagree with that. But they weren't in the same draft. And we can see that Herbert can do this in the NFL. Maybe Caleb can't. That is absolutely possible. So sometimes it's, you know, maybe you take... I'm not saying this, but maybe you take... I don't know, Jalen Waddle and Garrett Wilson for Marvin Harrison. I don't think Jeremy does that, obviously. Jeremy's stingy. But 
if that if that comes up on your lap, like again, it's something worth considering. So, I think uh, Zip makes a big jump. Uh, like I said, I talked about Jared a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to make a trade at some point or another. Probably the odds would say that I will because Gomer and I are the two people that trade the most. And then I think Jared's right there too. Jeremy, nope, you don't trade a lot. Tim, you don't trade a lot. Mendo, you do trade a lot too. So, um, curious to see how the offseason goes. Like I said, I'm going to take a few weeks off, maybe a month or two even. Just depends on how it all goes. But if you guys make some big trades, I'll absolutely come back on and talk about them. Um, congrats to our champ, Mendo. Um, like I said, didn't talk much about that game, but wasn't a lot to talk about. And he requested the autumn wind, as I said. All right, boys. Um, again, QB max might move it to six. Kickers minus three for a missed field goal down to minus two. Those are the two things I'm considering. Please, if you guys have anything that you really think is a compelling argument, send it my way. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm leaning notable, though. So. All right. That's a Thimrid. That's the 2023 season. Congrats to Mendo. Look forward to another good year. Um, and I look forward to seeing some trades. And again, in case you guys didn't notice, waivers is back open. Season's back on. We're all good to go. Um, and Gomer's an asshole for adding all of us. So thanks, Matt. All right, boys. Fun year as always. Talk to you guys soon. That's a Thimrid. Good luck to Olivia Copo's boyfriend.
Thank you.